This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are moving ever deeper into the mine. Quinny scouted into the empty halls and robbed corpses with Reginald. Butthole made good use of his ability to read Dwarvish to unravel the tomb's secrets. And Juniper joined forces with him to destroy the bodies to ensure more zombies don't rise. But can they survive the horde of creatures awaiting them in the darkness? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. In the history of adventuring parties, there have been a ton of tomb desecrations. On this very show, we, we, we've done plenty, whether it was Quinny uh, trying to steal some, some eyes uh, from a statue back in the day to pretty much yeah. anything Guy Bradford did on the show. Uh, <laughs> there have been defilements aplenty, uh, but rarely has there been one so... A polite, well-meaning, and uh, effective as that which uh, Juniper and Butthole uh, <laughs> you perform for the uh, the 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 poor minor corpses uh, that you found uh, with their little their little cups and their little uh, little pickaxes um, after uh, successfully crushing just a just a bunch of skulls um, and kind of rearranging things in what I like to imagine is is like having worked as a barista for a while like. If a customer looks at that fucking milk and sugar station, it, it's just like a bomb went off. And no matter how much a customer tries to tidy that up, it somehow is is <laughs> like just everything's out of place and somehow worse. And I feel like that's kind of what this this tomb looks like now <laughs> where like because Juniper, you described that you were specifically trying to like put things back where they were. So I think it's a lot of like not necessarily remembering where all the flowers were or like how the lid fits. It's just everything is just slightly ajar and, and weird uh, with the best of intentions. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you, you've successfully, uh, clobbered, clobbered some, some skulls, um, having, uh, having completed this task, uh, you, the two of you return to the, uh, sort of the, the big central room, uh, which as you recall is a, um, uh, sort of a, a big solemn, um, cylindrical room, 
uh, and butthole because you can read dwarven. Uh, you determine that it's it's covered with names, although the names do run out, and there is still a lot of space. And of course, the center is uh, dominated by this odd uh, sort of glowing water filled sculpture uh, that you've you've interacted with uh, a couple of times now. Um, you've got the room that the things uh, crawled out of. You've got the room that you cleared. Uh, as I mentioned last session, which uh, for you, dear listener, is probably not that long ago for us is like, I don't know, 1922 or something. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Um, there were more of these tomb rooms, uh, which is, I believe, the scientific term, off mm-hmm. of each of these. Uh, but they the entryways had collapsed from, right. from disrepair um, and, and possibly from seismic activity. So you get the sense that what you've seen, like quick mathing it, is... The first room of several of these sorts of rooms, based on the amount of names uh, you've seen, so it is reasonable to assume that there there might be other stuff out there, or that other stuff might be cut off. But the main reason I bring it up is just to establish that there weren't like twenty people in these things. There there's like a significant uh, investment in these these uh, uh, sort of catacomb tomb rooms. Um, not necessarily from a threat way, just from a scale of the operation way. If that makes sense. Hmm. Ahead of you is a large, um, a large exit way that kind of leads deeper into uh, into the mine. Um, Quinny, last session you determined that that was kind of the next place to go, but both you and Reginald, uh, just you were both given kind of like free reign to pick what comes next. Uh, but neither of you liked having uh, possible threats at your back. And happily, uh, you checked that one room and found uh, that that all the the coffins were empty so like a good call um fucking but, uh, nail in your dungeon tom yeah yeah, yeah. congratulations you've <laughs> solved my looking in rooms puzzle um but, yeah we uh, didn't touch that blue shit nailed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a giant demon faced door at the end and it's probably fine to walk through don't worry about it also give me a sheet um Great. So that's kind of where where we find ourselves. Um, you've identified again that the, there's uh, likely an undead threat down here, um, and you've, you've kind of dealt with possible reinforcement of that threat. Uh, but that's as far as you guys had gotten planning wise, other than knowing that you would uh, delve deeper. Your current kind of operating um, thesis on this space is that uh, it's a non magical setup. Uh, all the traps you found have have had the appropriate layers of um, uh, contingency up applied to them. Right. Um, but rather than like exploding runes carved on the floor and then behind that's a gun and behind that's an axe, the exploding rune on the floor is like a tripwire. So it's very clear that there's a lot of thought that's gone into it. Um, you've also seen that some of these things have been triggered, um, but you're not sure how much further in into the space that will go. That's about yeah. Where we're at. Tom, this... what what are the walls like and floors and ceilings made of? Is it is it stone or is yeah, it like dirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's. I think the. Um... I'm just trying to gauge like if we're gonna have like fucking mole rat Komodo dragons <laughs> like popping out. Totally fair. Yeah, no, it's um, it is very much this. This whole space seems uh, hewn from stone. Okay. Um, and the stone craft is, is excellent. Like it's, it's good, good, good stuff. Um, in terms of the floor, it is sort of dirty from use and also from 
presumably from the the party that uh, kind of got partway in here, um, and the fact that uh, Reginald was able to use the psychometry to to see that the guinea pigs had kind of come and gone. It's it's clear that like there is some traffic, or there there has at least been some traffic at some Are point. There is dirt now. Uh, gerbils, gerbils. Sorry, it's very gerbils. Yeah. Well, in my head, they were always just kind of like a scary version of Rufus the Naked Mole Rat from Kim Possible, and I didn't really want to describe it as such because I was really building an atmosphere thing. But that was like eight years ago, so I feel like I could just, you know, put my cards on the table. But the the gerbil thing is very funny. So now I'm I'm constantly doing mental arithmetic. It is my like fucking wisdom and will score now. Is the gerbil <laughs> guinea pig. Uh, naked mole rat diaspora that I have to, to struggle with. Um, so, and, uh, yes. So my apologies with the, the, the so-called gerbils going back and forth. Um, there is dirt on the floor, but it's not, uh, save on spawn space in a video game. They're just going to punch through because <laughs> we just need, need something. Or if they do, they're a lot scarier than you've been led yeah. to believe and you should really worry deeply and so I think Reginald is just going to step forward to say all right so it's time for the invisible boy and Huckleberry to go and find the gerbil master and claim that whistle for us the rest of us could wait here or advance behind you after you do your stealthy things and save us all from the murder gerbils and uh one of Doc Huckleberry's robo arms uh pushes up his hat um and uh he just says uh yeah boss that seems like a, a pretty sound idea to me but and kind of leans in a little bit. He's like, I gotta ask, what does a gerbil master look like? Well, if you see someone standing in kind of robes and waving their hands, that seems to move in the same way that the gerbils move, but they're holding a flute up to their lips so you can hear them play. Just, just a haunting, gerbilish melody. That's who they are. You hunt for them. Hunt for whoever has the flute. That's the master of the gerbils! Interesting. If uh, we don't see him, but we can hear him, what uh, if you could just uh, vocalize for us, Reginald, what the uh, what that gerbil controlling flute might sound like? Oh, yes, absolutely. Really helpful. I, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do my best impression that I can, but I'm worried that I, I will summon the gerbils. What if it's too good? Uh, nah, nah, it's got to be the, the flute has to be important, right? So I think without the whistle, you're fine. Okay. Well, is there like a certain melody or something? You could just do the melody, but like not have it sound like a whistle. No, no, no. I mean, they, they change it depending on who's the gerbil master. They don't want other people showing up with flutes to steal their groups. You have to, you have to hear the oh. melody and then recreate it. So it's a... Ha, 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 all right, boss, that's pretty good. Uh, but I got to tell like, you, I don't have yeah, my good. looking out the that door. Great. Just so yeah. feared that gerbils will show up. Yeah, like Huckleberry's got got a gun. He's doing the um, the no look pistol thing where he's just like got got the gun aimed roughly near the door. Um, and he says, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I got to confess, I don't have a great ear for music. Um Thieves Can't's always been more my deal. So, Quinny, do you mind translating that into Thieves Can't for me? Well, you know Thieves Can't, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't. I should probably hear this just to make sure the translation's yeah. accurate. So let's let's hear it from Thieves Can't. Uh, all right. It's a... Uh, uh, sorry, I got to, like, translate in my head. It's so... Can you do it one more time? Well, I mean, I can try. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah just one more time. Oh! <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. And Doc Huckleberry nods like profoundly. <laughs> like he has gained an understanding. Um, and, All right, uh, so you're, just, you're, you're both proficient in dribble flutes now. <laughs> well, yeah, in Thieves Can, I just said to Huckleberry, like, like, I'm just fucking with this guy. I don't, I don't think this is going to be an issue at all. Um, and Quinny, based on how profound uh, he seems to think this is, it is clear he does not understand Thieves Can't either. Okay. Um, so he he just kind of nods and uses one of his arms to to raise his, his like, you know, uh, scoundrel kerchief up. Uh, and... Um, he he just kind of like nod, nods to you, Quinny, and says uh, through the not really that muffled uh, like kerchief, just like, "All right, well, we doing this?" Uh, yeah, yeah. After you, um, I, I'll, I'll keep a, I'll keep a lookout at our at our six, as it were. Appreciate that, Juniper. Yeah, okay. take that off a of sundial. Good, good. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I'll just do what I'm doing, king it up. Uh, I got my head so. We'll keep uh, Reginald as kind of home base because he can't turn that hammer off and it's just very on fire. All right. So we're going with... Uh, it's so nice of you to let let me play. Uh, I guess I'll just get out my character sheet and my dice for the NPC you're making explore the dungeon for you. Um, well, I mean, with Quinny. Yeah. Who's bringing up the rear and is invisible. So I'm going to roll for the only character who's doing any work and then yeah. you can... Yeah, you're do... both right. Do your thing. Well, hey, uh, we didn't bring Doc Huckleberry along. Yeah, we did. Reginald yeah. most did. specifically yeah. did. Reginald like I said, orders. we didn't. Oh, I see. You're right. I should be aiming my ire at, at Ryan. <laughs> to be fair, this is the first time he's done this. Uh, let me just check with Goblin <laughs> Jr. and Hot Ass to see how true that is. And, you know, all of the other oh, NPCs were still hanging around. Uh it's almost like that's why some of them got turned into trees. In any case, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the TikTok collector is doing fine. I still got my shares in that, and that's how we're all getting rich, <laughs> rich enough to support other labor. That's true. And admittedly, because the TikTok collective wasn't in uh, Fandolin, doing great. Um, unlike the Moonhammer Rock Pet situation, which is uh, another story. Oh no. Um, all right. So uh, Doc Huckleberry um, creeps forward, um, and. Uh, Quinny, um, I think we're we're kind of like following your perspective on this uh, as as he does does so. Uh, obviously, like you care very little about uh, Doc Huckleberry, particularly because he was like he's a holdover from Mog Crankshaft's Shaft's crew. Shaft <laughs> he's yeah. suddenly like works at fucking Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> Mog Crankshaft. Um, oh, is that where he's from? I thought he was yeah. the doctor in Cornucopia. No, he's one of no, Mog's no. Doc Huckleberry oh. was like the 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 the. That's why he's got robot arms. He's like a okay. six armed. <laughs> he's got two organic arms, sense. and then he's got I was two just robot like arms. Racking my things. brain to like, try to remember what. Yeah, that no, he's been a no, part no. of Mog Kronkshaft's eleven <laughs> yeah. since, since a while. Yeah. He knows okay. all the drama that's going on in the oh kitchen. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, it's a real sense. uh <laughs> like uphaven downhaven uh yeah. kind of situation. Oh, Will they or won't they? <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine in this scenario Ginny is somehow uh the Dowager Countess. Let's just yeah. Um <laughs> Who are we kidding? It's Goblin Jr. Of course it's Goblin Jr. Why would I think otherwise? Um so in any case, um 
Yeah. Uh, so Doc Huckleberry is the uh, the gunslinging uh, goblin who is uh, a part of, of of that team. And Reginald found that he was the only effective one. So he basically hired Think Butthole at that point could only revive one of the two. So he brought him back and then they turned him uh, because he was also frustrated with his boss's general lack of capability or intelligence uh so he creeps forward um and uh quinny you're watching him do it and it's it, it you're really having one of those like amateur moments where he is he's he, you know he's got the pose right he looks really dramatic um but there's a couple of immediate problems uh well four specifically which are uh, every time he he moves if he readjusts his sort of like dr octopus gunslinger arms uh, they they have servos in them. They are making noise as he moves forward. And even though he's being very stealthy, clearly whatever mechanisms operate them are rigged to his organic brain, which is treating these things as organic arms for balance mm-hmm. and for, you know, like, you know, he's doing a one-man John Woo back-to-back um, with, with his, his gun arms, ah. uh, which means he's making noise in a way that he clearly is unaware of uh, based on the eight that I rolled. Um, so unfortunately, as he kind of like slowly edges um, these sort of massive uh, doors open um, and kind of steps out, uh, you hear him just kind of go, well, that's something uh, before a, 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 a flesh colored blur uh, just rips past um, and uh, you just hear kind of a, a thump um, and one of his guns uh, skitters uh, back through the door. Uh, and, uh, again, he opened it a crack and like walked out. So you don't know what's beyond the door. Uh, you get a bit more of that musty smell that we talked about less of, of kind of death and decay because you're not, uh, in a crypt. Uh, instead this, this just smells very much of, of the earth and, um, of wet stone. Uh, and sorry, what became of, uh, this guy, is he still with us or is he gone? Yanked through the door. He, he went through, through the, door. the door. He like okay. creaked the door open. And okay. in like Jurassic Park terms, he's the guy who like goes outside. Then you hear, Arr! and then like, there's just nothing, nothing there. So you're not sure. You're not sure what, what has become of dog. Uh, Tom's metaphor there. bodes really well for him. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park is known for letting characters survive that particular scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So Quinny's still invisible. We'll say, all right, it's getting real now, guys. Weapons, weapons hot. If they can, Get we're like if you can we're a, way, a ways back from you. Are you going to turn and yell at us? Oh, I didn't. Like we I was behind him. Scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're still in the same room. We opened the door and then he got pulled through. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I'm still stand back generally around. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, okay, shit's getting real. I will. I'll go see if I can get him, but uh, you know, avenge my death, etc. Uh, and I will try to sneak in through this crack in the door sure, uh, and see if I can spot what's going on. Do you roll me a stealth check? I know it's the first time I've ever asked you to do such a thing, but... Yeah, let me just... Uh, <laughs> uh, that is a... Well, hang on. That's a 30... Nope. Yes, that's a 32. <laughs> so it's been a minute since I had to... Higher than an 8? Yeah. <laughs> Higher than an eight. Okay, great. Yes. By some integer.
The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium plant here of Dum Dums and Dragons. And yes, it is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those Dum Dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me? Quinny, do perhaps to your lack of servo arms uh, or your your career of thievery uh, and uh, warlock pacts, uh, you move ahead uh, silent as a ghost 
um, and uh, kind of um, slip through the crack in the door uh, into a massive space. Um, and this is, uh, Quinny, one of your least favorite kinds of spaces because this is kind of like you think uh, of those cross sections of ant hills. It's that kind of mind situation where there's just like, it, there's a massive sort of central area with sort of um, like above and below you, there's a sort of like, you know, walkways and things across into all sorts of little pockets of space. Um, this central room seems to be um, much more roughly hewn than the uh, than the, the previous one you're in. This hasn't been, you know, sculpted or crafted. Um, this feels very much uh, kind of almost like a... Uh, like a bit of a, almost like a transport junction um, where there's uh, just seemingly a lot of, of crisscrossing paths and that, that, that sort of thing. Um, you can see uh, just outside uh, these doors, there are two um, sort of odd, like directly to um, your left and right. Uh, there are um, kind of like odd little enclosures that have been carefully sculpted out of the wall. Um, they seem to have, uh, mine carts, um, that have, have, uh, sort of terminated there. And there's actually a few stacked up. Um, they are empty, uh, but, uh, it seems odd because they disappear almost into the floor. Like they, it's like you're at the top of a rise uh, and then they disappear. So they're not attached to all of these little like mining areas. They seem to go somewhere else. Um, and at a glance, you're not entirely sure what their, what their purpose is. They're also, uh, surprisingly ornate for mining gear. Um, you know, it's there, there's, there's carving on them. Uh, they almost look like they would fit better in the previous room than this one. Um, that said, uh, directly sort of like on the far end of this wall, there's very clearly like a large, um, like sort of a large hole, um, that clearly leads deeper into the mine itself. Um, and you can tell from the amount of like lanterns and other things that that is very much like leading into whatever the center of the mine is. Uh, whereas this seems to be again, kind of like, uh, almost a way station, um, transport hub to some extent, uh, in terms of, uh, what has become of, of Doc Huckleberry, um, you don't see any, uh, any blood, um, one of the arms is twitching uh, near the um, uh, the mine carts. So it's just like a mechanical arm kind of like spasming and, oh, okay. and servoing. Um, and you can hear as, as you know, is often true in kind of large, deep pits. You can hear like the scrabble of rocks and like things just like ticking off uh, walls and stuff echoing. Uh, none of it sounds as clear as like, a thing with claws digging along something, right. but it also doesn't not sound like that. Like it's just one of those unfortunate spaces that's just big enough that there's an ambient noise um, that's kind of fucking with your senses a bit. Um, so that's what you get um, from kind of a, a quick cursory glance because I assume you're not like standing there in wonder, really <laughs> taking it in. Um, well, I am invisible. Uh, I'll go a little further in. Okay. Um, can you roll me perception, please? Yeah. Total of 10. 10? Um, so, uh, uh, on closer inspection, um, your kind of earlier, uh, earlier assumptions about this, this space are, are proven true. Um, 
without too much difficulty, you're able to spot um, almost like a hotel uh, emergency map um, that uh, seems to be actually like etched into the wall. Um, and it just covers this space. And you can see they, there were clearly additions made onto it. Um, but you're looking at a lot of very small dead ends off of off of this uh, this space. This is kind of an, a, like a vaguely obscure metaphor, but um, in any of the FromSoft games, specifically Elden Ring, if you're in like any cavern or mine, there's just all these like weird little rooms that just end in like a corpse with a single thing on it. Yeah, and it seems like there's a lot of that going on. You're not quite sure why, because it seems kind of inefficient from a mining perspective um it's not like follow the vein and we'll just keep like digging along it there's a lot of truly random pockets of activity um but very clearly again uh, leading forward um the in kind of edging up closer um to the edge of this there is a um just kind of like posts with with a chain um acting as a guardrail Mm-hmm. Uh, it is fairly flimsy. Like it's one step up from Star Wars Imperial, like hmm. what's a railing. Um, but it's definitely on the lazier end of a public park that doesn't really want to put in the effort. Um, it's what's there. What's on the other side of this railing? Is it like a chasm? Or Yeah, so it's, it's um, kind of a jagged, uh, yeah, basically a jagged chasm uh, leading down. Um, you can see that uh, the bottom is... Like, it's not like an endless pit by any stretch, um, but it gets jagged to a point that, you know, you can't, like, gaze down into the abyss. It's more like there's kind of um, almost like a little canyon, and then at the bottom of that canyon, there are large fissures. Um, mm. And I think even with a 10, it's not hard to imagine that creatures uh, like these gerbils that have been described by Reginald or that he he saw in his, his vision could worm their way into these sorts of, of cracks and crevices uh, fairly easily if they've been living down here for, for a while. Okay. You do not detect any, any motion other than like falling rocks and the, the, the occasional trickle of, of water from kind of unknown places unknown. Yeah. And the tick, tick, ticking of the severed servo arm. I will, having taken this and I will turn around uh delicately as delicately as i can pick up this servo arm and carry it with me back through the door the floating servo arm comes back in through yeah i'll uh deactivate the ring it's me it's not a floating arm uh quinnage is the rest of him out there because i need that to bring him back i can't bring back a whole person just from that arm yeah no i i i don't see this was the only trace i found of him um we're all going to have to go in there together. It is a big mess of tunnels and fissures and cracks and crags. It, it's it's a mine now. It's a real mine plus cave system back there. Too much for me to scout. Reginald, I'm sorry, buddy, but you're going to have to man up here and, and we're, we're, we're going in. All right, well, I guess I'll be at the center of the group because I've got the fire and it's very important that you all stay around me. Uh, Quinny, you can be invisible and kind of stay on the flanks, I guess. Uh, and then we just go forwards and we get the fuck out of here. Is there some kind of map or something, Quinny? Tell me you saw a map. No, no. There's one tunnel that looks like the main mine kind of tunnel, like a, like a bigger one, 
but there's tons of offshooting things all over the place. So I, who knows? Okay, Juniper, are you good at drawing? Um, uh, Mrs. Paisley is excellent. Okay, well, if Mrs. Paisley would like to join us and perhaps fuck off instantaneously if there's a fight, but if she wanted to draw us a map while we wandered through this place, perhaps we could figure out where we're going and not accidentally circle back on ourselves. Oh, yes, dearie. And it's already Mrs. Paisley in the wheelchair with the papers in front of her and a pen, like a quill, whatever. Quill? Yeah. Quill! Sure, I mean, we right. did have laser guns for a while, so I would allow <laughs> I was you, like, like what? What a pen. Is, what's real? Anymore? But in my head, it's always been like a fancy, an unnest, like a Harry Potter length. Yeah. That would and be then her Butthole's way. just going to say, yeah, so uh, I'm feeling pretty good about all of this. I feel like we got some good focus. We got to get Huckleberry back. Uh, and go Junior Jays. Go Junior Jays. Junior Jays. I'll pick Jays. up his gun, too. Snarf, snarf. Pick up his gun and and uh, the arm and the gun. Actually, I'll give over to uh, Butthole, who's got his tummy bag, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So he'll just tuck that shit in there, right? Not the uh, first time a limb has gone in there. So no, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Won't be the last. Right. So uh, I guess we'll just move forward yeah. as a as a group. We got Invisible Quinny on the on the side, ready to ambush cool. anybody who ambushes us, and yeah, keep our so, shit together. Moving, moving forward together, um, given that you're not like trying to stealth or anything, um, I am going to let all of you kind of, uh, essentially, I, I think what I need from all of you is what your character would be the most interested in, or like, not, not in specific terms, like, I would like to look at rocks, but like, <laughs> as we move forward into the room, just so I kind of have a sense of what check to get you to roll uh, as all of you um, move forward, either wheeling or, or walking into this space, what... Yeah, what 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 like what's your antenna up for? What what are your spidey senses looking for? Uh so Mrs. Paisley is uh because she's doing the map, she mm-hmm. has to look a kind of examine every kind of dark crack to see like oh is that just a shadow or is that mm-hmm. another exit? So she's kind of looking in with the the monocle of the owl. Yep. Mm. Is it? Yeah. So she'll she'll be kind of seeing where every possible route out is. Or route in if you're a fucking gerbil. Mm, sure. Butthole will just be using all of his his divine prayers uh, to, to and his, his instincts to find the way through. This is a maze put before him, but he is the butt hammer. And both Moonhammer and his own heart will guide him through because he is praying to himself to make this possible. Uh, again, his understanding of what is a deity and what is not is very confusing. Uh, As I said, not that different from season one through now. Like, it's still very, <laughs> unless she's physically in the party, this is basically how we've always run things. Yeah, it's just only now it's, he understands that that's what it is, and it is more confusing for him. Yeah, and it's still working, and now he can bring people back from the dead, so it's getting weird. Uh, Reginald <laughs> is just watching out for fucking gerbils. Re- Reginald is aware that everybody else has their other missions, and his mission is to not die. So he is just <laughs> keeping the group moving uh, and watching the shadows. I do also want to clarify, um, Reginald doesn't know if these are... Ger- he knows that there is a gerbil master in his world who has a whistle and plays tunes and has like spooky monsters... But the things he saw are like his, this is his best. Like I heard about a monster once and I think it looks like this. I just want to remind everyone that that is, that is currently true. Uh, they could have a cool name, 
You just don't know yet. Uh, they could, but to Reginald, they will always be gerbils. So understandably, and I believe to our listeners as well. But nevertheless, sometimes murder gerbils. It's been said. So they're, sure. they're the deadly version. Um, cool. So uh, and sorry, uh, Tyler, you had one for Quinny as well. Yeah, uh, perhaps unexpectedly, uh, Quinny's looking for the same thing as Reginald. He's worried about these gerbils now. Hmm. You know, he was laughing at the doot 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 song, but. Uh, <laughs> He he had his eyes on Doc Huckleberry the whole time, and he still didn't catch what happened. Like, these things are fucking fast and scary. So he's, like, it's a little sobering for him. Like, he's listening for dudes now and trying to watch these, <laughs> all these different, you know, orifices in, in the rocky walls mm. to see if something's going to come out and kill us. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think I'm going to have you all roll for initiative. Reasonable. (laughs) That's a nat one. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, you are currently Mrs. Paisley, so that kind of (laughs) checks out. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Just, like, look up from your paperwork and be like, "Hmm?" no. (laughs) Just back to it. Butthole's rocking an eight. Quinny got 16. And, um, and completely unsurprising twist of fate, Reginald, nat 20. If you're looking for the guy who's the most scared and ready to be ambushed yeah. in a cave, that's our cool. boy. All right. So, um, Reginald, uh, you'll be up first. You're... I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little fast and loose with uh, our, our initiative order because like, I don't necessarily need your actions to go off in that order. Mm. But given the general state of things, I'd rather know who is acting quickly and who is not. Yeah, fair. So stand by. Um, Okay, so Mrs. Paisley, um, we're going to start with you because I think yours is uh, perhaps the most, weirdly, it's both the most passive and the most active because you're you're not... You're not seeking a singular thing. You're just yeah. observing the larger piece. So uh, if you could, um, if you think she is just kind of letting the space roll over her and and kind of just like scanning the room, um, I'd say go with passive perception. It's likely mm. a lower score, but it really is just kind of like, and normally it's meant to be like, do you casually catch something out of the corner of your eye? But I think that's kind of yeah. appropriate here. You're not like, what is the exit point? You're just like, what is of interest in this room? That said, yeah. you are taking an active approach to what you're trying to do. So you mentioned earlier looking for like, is this a crack or a crevice? Is this like a a dead end? Is there something in these shadows or is, is that like a gap? Then that might be a more pa- uh, more active piece for you. But I, basically you'll get a different result no matter yeah. what you pick because they're different, distinctly different things. Um. Uh. I think I think I have to do the active. Okay. Yep. Um just because she's looking like yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if if I she sees that. anything move, she's gonna you, you know, she's like she mm-hmm. is honing homing in on details. Well it's worse. Uh <laughs> fucked my life. Nine. Nine. Um okay. So um you're having a hell of a time. This place is badly lit, even with uh your Elton John monocle of, of <laughs> like seeing in dark spaces um you're not having an uh you're not having too too much luck and it's partially because most of these like crevice like little offshoots are deep enough that it's like okay past a certain point it's just dark 
and there could be something there yeah. that could not be. That said, even with an eight, uh, you do also find the etching in the wall um, that uh, uh, Quinny overlooked. Um, that again is like a, it, it looks like an emergency map. And I think as soon as you see that, you're able to really start to mm. click into, pl- not, it doesn't help you on the, what are the entrance vectors for like murder gerbils, but it does give you a sense of like, which of these are, I mean, honestly, it gives you something to, to like etch if you wanted to etch right. it or, or to, to draw as a baseline map. Oh, you know, she. You're talking about doing like a, a rubbing of it, right? Yeah, I'm talking about oh, like. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Are yeah. You, kidding you know, me? like if She's... you're in a cool old graveyard and you're like, neat. Uh, she like, yeah, gets into her pack, you know, pulls out a little thing of charcoal, puts a sheet up against it. It's like, oh, very interesting. Great. She's just being a cute old lady. <laughs> yeah, she's got to scrapbook this. We're going to have to wait you for know. like four more rounds. Um, okay, great. So you're going to etch uh, the emergency map. Hell yeah. Uh, um, Reginald and Quinny, both of you are, are looking for the same uh, the same thing. Um, I'm inclined to say this is also perception. I think we're going to get a lot of perception. But, um, <laughs> sure. I'd also take investigation, actually, if you would rather... Great. Like if you're looking for... Reginald's going to investigate like a motherfucker. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the difference for me is, like, are you looking for traces of these things or are you visually looking for our can you see motion etc it's a lower stat for quinny but he's gonna go perception because he's just he's look he's watching mm-hmm. for them yeah yep i buy that that's a good rule though that's a uh a 21 hey. and 22 for reginald on his investigation 21 okay. perception for quinny um nice so Reginald, um, you can definitely see, see, like, your eyes immediately pick up, you know, like, drag marks to the edge of the the ravine um, from wherever Doc Huckleberry was pulled. Um, you can see claw marks here and there. Um, also, uh, just knowing that you come from, like, a, a hell world, but are also, like, a, a deep, deep coward, um, looking around and kind of, like, looking as you kind of like look look at you know the the evidence on the ground and i'd say like quitting we'll probably just merge these so that i can just do the description once rather than, than trying to mix it up um between the two of you using your freaky friday synergy um <laughs> you you start to kind of get a sense that like you can actually see some bodies uh in in up in around some of these areas um they're again old like nothing you know it's not like fresh corpse anywhere um, but I think particularly for you, Reginald, you can see where things have been disturbed, like where, for instance, if a body collapsed against a wall, it's been like pulled away from the wall a little bit, kind of like a like a dog with a toy. Um, uh, Quinny, as you're scanning the room in, in more detail, also, I think just knowing that everyone's here and kind of being able to just laser focus, uh, it's impossible to tell what's in these cracks and crevices. Uh, however, you do cite... Um, on each of these levels, a smaller version of the uh, the, the sculpture you saw uh, in the previous room, um, but they seem to be uh, a lot less ornate um, and kind of like broken glass, dusty, dirty, grimy. Um, but again, little uh, little kind of rectangular columns with um, a, a sort of cylinder of some sort uh, atop them, and you notice there are bodies kind of grouped around these here and there. Um, 
So unfortunately, in terms of the uh, the the murder gerbils, not a whole lot other than the fact that they clearly traffic through here. The good news is none of them are rushing you, um, and you know you don't see. There's not like a writhing mass of them through a crevice or anything that you can easily eyeball. Uh, it doesn't necessarily make you feel any better because it's one of those like quiet, too quiet moments, but that's mm-hmm. that's what you guys get. Uh, I think Reginald would be like trying to figure out where Quinny was and be like, hey, Quinny, what? what? Invis- invisible Quinny, what, where are you? I'm here. Okay. I can kind of see the scratch marks that lead towards where Huckleberry went. And I... I'm not a guy who's really worried about what happened to Huckleberry, but I think we're kind of a party that might care, and it might impress buttholes. So do you want to go see if he's, like, in a ravine or some shit? Yeah, I'll go take a, another look. I looked over there. I didn't see anything down there. I'll have to go down. Well, I mean, you are invisible. It's going to be safer for you. That uh, Here's the thing. If Butthole <sighs> comes up with this, you know Butthole's going to, like, jump down there, and we're going to be stuck at Gerbiltown. <sighs> All right, I'll be right back. And I'm going to try to stealthily creep down this chasm, if that is even possible. Uh, I'll let you acrobatics it. And the key here is that it is not possible to really stealth down this, except that as I've already established, uh, and no takesy backsies, um, (laughs) there are currently, or there's sort of constant scrabbling and like rocks dropping down things and everything else. So you kind of like, if you're, like roll is high making your way down that kind of like false slide way you're gonna just sound like more debris um okay moving i'll Unless do one of those really uh, clomp clomp clompity clomp yeah i'll do one of those stage suit. whispers so that everyone can hear the invisible halfling and say uh hey it uh seems like doc was probably dragged down this chasm over here i'm gonna uh i'm gonna tie some rope to something up here so that I can come back up. I'm going to go look for him. Uh, and if there's something heavy, like a mine cart nearby, I'll yep, just tie a go. rope to the axle on the cart and sure, and just have the rope with me as I try and scramble down acrobatically. Yeah, as you... Um, uh, you can absolutely make your way over to the mine cart. Um, you notice that in the mine cart, um, uh, the, the walls are actually um, padded or lined um, with a, 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 a ratty, faded, almost velvet material. Um, there's some sort of faint stains in them, and uh, you wouldn't know this to eyeball it other than you are of a similar size to a dwarf, but like alarmingly dwarf-sized uh, if a dwarf was lying down. Um, you tie your rope onto it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I give it a tug. Is this thing gonna gonna hold me, or is it? Too There's light? a few that have uh, have kind of uh, like as with a lot of this, you get the sense that at some point a system broke down somewhat. Mm-hmm. So there are a few carts that have all kind of like piled up here. Okay. Um, I assume you would tie it off to like the one that's the most wedged in. Yeah. But yeah. really, it, it's kind of one of those systems where it looks like the very clearly there aren't supposed to be a bunch rammed all together, and they are heavy. Like these are these are heavyweight. Uh, okay great things uh and so just as i'm about to go down i just kind of once again stage whisper and just say uh the mine carts are coffins bye and just go down (laughs) 
so Quinny leaps <laughs> off uh, off the edge acrobatically. I'll get you to roll your check in a second. Okay. The rest um, of us just see a rope lunge out yeah, into the dark. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very uh, Pierce Brosnan off the dam and Goldeneye. Uh, butthole. Um, Forgive me. Uh, I'm still dealing with the post-COVID fog. Um, what is what is Butthole looking for here? Butthole's just trying to figure out uh, the path out. He knows right, that right. their long-term goal is to move through here so he can pray, he can focus. He's just trusting his gut to get them through this elaborate maze to which they have no real instructions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to leave you for now then because I think that's more a matter of like there's a clear exit you'll have to kind of guide through that. Whereas in this particular room, um, particularly looking at like what Mrs. Paisley is like painstakingly etching, there's not really, you could easily poke your nose into a couple of these, but like there's no, they don't connect to anything. They're all. Yeah. I'd say otherwise then it's probably just, he can read Dwarvish. So it's just Mm. like, what's he learning from the environment? And if Quinny's going over on a rope, uh, he's going to keep an eye on that rope, you know, but, but not going to object to saving Huckleberry. Yeah, Yeah. I dig that. So, um, one thing that you see with the the dwarven piece, and this is probably I think tied to figuring out the way forward, is there's actually a uh, a large um, sort of plaque carved very ornately over the uh, the doorway that uh, Doc Huckleberry disappeared through uh, that leads back into the room uh, that you guys came from, uh, and in uh, dwarvish it reads the break room of mourning. All right, so that says the break room of mourning. Maybe they got to take a break. Is this? Could this just be like an elaborate funeral home? We get the stuff up front. I, what do you think, Mrs. Paisley? You seem to know the most about death. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Matlock. You know what's up. <laughs> well, dearie, and she takes her etching, uh, and she'll tr- she'll basically kind of orient it to like align it with what she's seeing and what she's drawn so far is there anything that i notice um or... so you're basically like holding the etching up um yeah. against uh no i mean the thing that you would notice probably being a a, a crafts person uh mrs paisley is that there have clearly been a number of different hands that have contributed to this this etching um to this this kind of carving in the wall um and some much better than others like you can think about it almost like handwriting or like if it's a drawing that people have added on to the shitty version that i'm thinking of is like that like trilogy horse that people do where it's usually like an immaculately well-drawn horse and then just like a really derpy horse and then sometimes like a really good horse um and it's uh, it's a bit of that where like some of the offshoots are are very very well done. Some of them are really really roughly roughly hewn into this. Um, so you can kind of tell from that I think what the most recent comparatively ones yeah. might be or what ones were added later. From yeah. this, you can tell that um, originally this space was probably just like a point a to point b situation like mm. the break room of morning seems to be important it is very clearly delineated on this emergency map um that said there's no exit is it shown. morning m-o-u-r it sure is okay just wanted to double check <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but uh beyond that it seems like originally it was very much like the mine is ahead of you 
break room is behind you. Um, and all this other stuff has been added a little bit later. Um, that, but unfortunately that's about the best you get from the map. So in terms of like yeah. an elaborate funeral home, the one other thing I guess you do get is, um, there is, uh, can you roll me, um, uh, probably, a. Hmm. There are just there are some skills that really aren't accounted for on our sheets at <laughs> all, uh, and I'm always like, "What fucking thing?" Uh, I would say like, if Mrs. Paisley is trying to make sense of this drawing she's looking at, Laura, what skill do you think she's using? Um. And yes, I'm a hundred percent just leaning into like my my Miss Marple, <laughs> Agatha Christie, like Miss Marple just knows shit for some reason because it's convenient. Yeah. What lady thing? Jessica Fletcher earned it in Murder She Wrote, but like Miss Marple's just like, oh my cousin. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Do the work. I was gonna say, butthole's looking over your shoulder. Sometimes he solves things, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, if you want me to throw an insight in there, Tom, I, I would that. love that. I also think butthole is weirdly very well suited to this particular puzzle. Nat one. I lied. Oh dear. <laughs> I have an idea, Tom, but I'll let you sell it as whatever you want. No, man, I'll take it. Butthole is going to take the map and be like, man, I think I can see. I just need to get it over to some light. And he's just going to oh, hold it over okay. to oh, Reginald's hammer and be like, oh, oh, I fucked it. I'm so sorry. I'm so, and it just goes up in flames. And he's like, hey, I'm used to my hammer, which just does like a light thing, not like a but I should have used my own hammer. Oh, dear. What you should have done was asked before you took it from my hands. Do you know what? That's very true. I'm sorry. And if you die soon. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring you back or something. Unless you die of old age and then I can't do that. So if you're feeling <laughs> old, switch over to one of the others and don't come back. <laughs> what the fuck? Dear, how old do you think I am? It's like I a don't kind know. of death in itself, isn't it? <laughs> 31 Jesus. years old. Well, I mean, you look like you're about uh, uh, 70. <laughs> Just Hans Molman. Well, I mean, yeah, I, am six, right, yeah. I am 67, but I'm also 31. Wait, how does that work? Actually, I'm getting curious about this, too. How does that work? I could go for some of that myself. I'm not sure that this is the place or the time to have this discussion. Yeah. Well, it's not like we have a map, and I don't want to die of old age. So how do I become younger while being older? It's impolite to ask a woman about either of her ages. It's lucky you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> what I can say is that the break room of mourning has been here. It's been a structure here for a while. And this room has been added to many, many uh, pathways leading off, leading to, have been added over time. Oh, so what you're saying is there's probably some kind of central path that was made by the original team that'll be a relative straight line with a lot of other things moving off around it. Indeed. Now, whether this relative straight line leads uh, the way we want to go, I don't know. Well, you should start drawing a map, and then maybe it'll help us figure it out. <laughs> and and Mrs. Paisley just kind of stares up at Butthole, it, like blinks a couple of times, and then takes out a new sheet of paper and just like shuffles it in front of her, puts it down, and starts sketching again. Let's just say, like, if, if this was a pure audio drama, I just imagine it being like, he says that dead silence for a full minute, and then just the sound <laughs> of etching. <laughs> Yeah, the, like, angry yeah, yeah, yeah. etching streaks. <laughs> do, um, do you want Reginald to stand a little closer so you can see better? I want that hammer as far away from me as possible, please. 
Oh, okay. What if we use my hammer? It does just like normal light. That's... that's fine. Now let me get on with it. Okay, you get on with it and I'll get hammered. Ugh, uh, and he's going to take his hammer out and just hold it over you. But he is also going to take out his this flask of beer that refills itself and have a beer while he's waiting because this is kind of boring. Also, I don't know what Mrs. Paisley's accent is anymore. It's just going to change every time she comes out. After you get to be a certain age, 67, 31, you know, (laughs) the the accents just come and go. Also, realistically, I think we could probably, and I'm sure the internet already has, have a very long conversation about the nature of accents within the multiple personae of a shapeshifter because, like, in theory, it's all one central identity that's, like, so... Don't we worry have canonically established that Quinny thinks in a different accent than he talks. <laughs> and that when he went home, everyone kind of used that accent, but it also sounded completely different. We're just, yeah. we're here for the comedy, people. If you're were here they, for uh, accent comedy. the Harry Styles, uh, don't worry, darling, school of, sure. Uh, you know, where an accent will come out and we'll do some of that. We, um, we abandoned dialect continuity in season two. We were, you're yeah. in the well. In the I mean, deep admittedly, now. we had to cut the dialect coach in season two. It was a real rough. That was a rough day. I'm sorry, Charles, wherever you are. Um, yeah. <laughs> Charles, the podcast. That's why, that's why we had to get rid of. Coach. That's why we had to get rid of the Forsaken. I just couldn't do the voice anymore without the coaching. <laughs> uh, you work at Stratford now. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, Forsaken does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was all I prospero. And it just beats the lovers. In it. Um, okay, so that's all good. Um, Mrs. Paisley, you go back to uh, go back to your etching. Um, Laura, I forgot to ask this earlier. Would you mind rolling me a D6? Okay. One. Mm, okay. <laughs> mm. Email him your character sheet. God damn. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, thank you. Um, I have backups of backups of backups, <laughs> baby. <laughs> You've got just an entire cast in the cloud. Um, all right. So, um, uh, Quinny, uh, you, you drop down, uh, the edge as the, this kind of, uh, debacle is occurring, uh, above you. Yeah. And, um, you, I think can fairly, uh, easily, well, I'll need your, sorry, acrobatics check before I, I tell you what happens. Huh. I almost don't need you to roll those because it's like, did your dice break? Because otherwise you probably succeed. But this is going to sound like a broken number. It's a 33 on the acrobatics. <laughs> yeah, I meant break isn't like your dice would have to shatter for you to not pass. Uh, yeah. What? The modifier is plus 15. So. <laughs> yeah, the sound of a map burning above you covers your entire descent. Um, I just. <sighs> yeah, that's so, expertise for you. <laughs> you make your way down uh down the, the graduate the, the sort of slope um and you can i think find a uh there's like some fresh blood on the edge of one of these uh these these gaps um and sure enough uh you can hear kind of echoing noises of a struggle kind of deep in this in this crevice uh, i guess my question is do you do you kind of like squeeze in do you look in what do you do Oh man. Yeah, I'm going to look in with my devil's sight. I should hopefully be able to see. Um all right. So, um you kind of uh slowly um peer into the uh the the sort of crevice in the wall. Um and uh using your your devil's sight. Uh how we've established I think that's like 
Are you seeing like red and black with that? Is that like a gray and what's what's the the visual mm. on that? Did we? Did I don't know if we actually did. That down? Um, I like red and black. I like that. All right. Yeah. Um, night vision, except instead of you know green, it's it's all red. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so metal as hell. Uh, yeah. You look into the um, into the crack, and all of a sudden you're blinded uh, by a series of flashes. Um, and, uh, you hear, um, scrabbling, uh, yelling and, uh, all of a sudden a weight just plows into you, um, as, as you're kind of disoriented and, uh, a, uh, a bleeding, um, somewhat less armed, um, uh, Doc Huckleberry, um, just literally like throws one of his guns, uh, back the way he came and says, uh, Oh uh, yeah, uh, boss. I think we're gonna want to get moving. Um, and then he uh, he coughs up some black blood and says, uh, "Yeah, we're we're really gonna want to get moving." This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden. Melissa Rain. Nithrian. Garbo Ape. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death-faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... 
Coco. The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.